Hi, and a very warm welcome to the Clinical Just Live today. Um, basically, it's how to get more commercial customers or commercial sort of office side um, customers into your business. So if you don't have any commercial um, customers at the moment, how do I get to that stage of actually getting them in and letting them know that I am a cleaning service and I provide these services? So today we'll be discussing two of the best ways that I got um, the commercial office side customers in. Um, but firstly, I'm just quickly going to go through the benefits, um, as I'm sure all of you are very aware, <laughs> um, of the benefits of actually offering commercial and office cleaning. And even if you don't offer it yet, always, always state right from the beginning, domestic and office cleaning or commercial cleaning, because that way you're preparing your customers that you will offer it or you might offer it. And that's how also you can attract other um, customers or office cleaning customers to your business right from the start to make them aware. So just quickly, um, the main benefits of um, offering commercial um, and office cleaning is basically you can earn so much more money. It's incredible. You can get a lot better quality staff members to do out of hour cleaning. Believe me, the quality of staff members that you can get at night or in early mornings that you get just for normal during the day um, is a lot higher. And there's a lot more people willing and available to work a couple of hours a night or a couple of hours for early mornings. So therefore, it makes your staffing um, problems so much easier. Obviously, the third thing or third benefit will be it's a lot less cleaning involved. You don't have half the cleaning involved that you do with domestic. Therefore, it's easier to train your staff. Um, and you can get so much better results a lot quicker because there's not so much training involved um, in the office cleaning sector. Um, and also, um, it's so much easier to cover. It's so much easier to get clients if you talk to them sort of in the right way. Um, just by way of induction, um, if you've never heard of me before, I'm Ilza Whiteman, the cleaning coach, um, and I used to run a successful business for 12 years, and I'm now the creator of the Cleaning Coach Training Academy. Um, so I just help cleaning business owners get more customers, things that worked in my business really well, and um, I have written basically um, training manuals to train my staff for office domestic and tenancy cleaning, and I'm now providing that to as many cleaning business owners as I possibly can to help people to see basically what kind of standards you need to deliver to build a brand. You need to be known for your cleaning service. I and mean, you can never tell people how good you are, but you will get known as the go-to company. If you want good standards, you need to go to that company. You will then build up your brand and reputation um, for your cleaning standards. So the first way to easier get into obviously you know, commercial cleaning and the way I started um, was basically offering it to or just telling my all my domestic customers. You've got to remember that these people, or most of them, not all of them, work full time and they then need you to come clean their house. So by saying to them, look, I just wondered if you know anybody um, that's got offices, we like to expand in office cleaning or we do office cleaning and we just like to expand our company and just wondered if you know of anybody, um, you know, that require office cleaning services. 
And of course, your domestic customers already is very happy with your work, I hope. Um, and they are willing to recommend and refer you. And that obviously will always be the best way to start getting contracts. Now, this is how I got a, my first very big contract. And that's literally just by asking them. However, I started off with a Facebook post that literally stated, do you want 10% off your cleaning bill for the rest of your life? If so, tag an, an, uh, tag an office manager that you know, or a friend, or maybe even your own office, and then obviously share this post. And I literally just put that out there. Obviously, terms and conditions apply. So they can't just give you an office manager name and nothing comes from that sort of contract. So that's how I first got one massive big contract within a week of me doing it. And um, that office contract literally made the difference um, in my business. Um, it was a five-day contract. It was a massive, well-up market estate agent. And basically what I did was I got one staff member um, to cover four days and I covered one day for about two years before I actually then had my supervisor cover it So I spent very little time training that employee because that employee did the basic the book standards And then the one day a week I used to go in when I first started I then used to do All the major things like the lime scaling and the the skirting board and the high dusting and everything to make Sort of to put that personal touch on to that job to make them obviously super happy all the time um, and basically at the end of the day that contract earned me with working two hours for one day well one night um, earned me 900 pounds a month just for that contract now I was obviously referred so they already knew the person actually referred me worked in that office it was his office so obviously they were more willing to accept my prices and of course he's already seen my standards as far as domestic my girls domestic cleaning sort of was cleaning so he was already used to that um but if you want to get obviously into office or commercial the people you currently work for know people they've got loads of friends and friends do business with friends so the first protocol is ask your current client customers you got now and even if you only got one or two hey you know what ask them if you don't ask you don't get and they can only say no simple but also you gotta remember you it's your job to remind them all the time it's not their job always on all your marketing you can state this if you're a current customer of ours and you refer us you can get 10% off your bill and even even if it's a bigger bigger contract then you can even offer them like a free oven clean every month um, and you might think but well, why would I want to do it for free well because that contract that you're gonna get in it's going to be worth a lot of money for your company and you're going to see your growth it will happen so much quicker through this um, and remember it's all about i will sorry repeat myself over and over again it's about spreading your seeds it's not about doing something once and then oh that didn't work and leaving it you spread your little seeds everywhere you constantly let everybody know if you say for instance put a facebook post up saying about the 10 percent off and nothing happens try different words adding an image try doing a video facebook live saying hey guys thank you very much to all my current facebook uh facebook <laughs> to all my uh, current clients um we've got a special promotion coming up if you know of an office manager or you work in an office that needs a, a really good cleaning service please remember that you can get 10 percent off 
the rest of your life of your cleaning bill if you recommend us when you recommend us right so you're reinstating you're going to get money off if you refer us <laughs> so they're more likely even to refer you as well obviously bear in mind if they're really happy with your services then they will if they're not too happy with your services then obviously they might be a bit reluctant to actually refer you because if I sort of tell you, say for instance, oh, use this company, they're really good, and they're actually not that good, that means I'm letting myself down and my name down. So that's why it's important you get your cleaning standards um, like spot on, really high cleaning standards, blow their minds away. Um, I have got a domestic manual which you can find in the shop on my Facebook page or on my website. It's actually a domestic book which I um, I've specifically written to train my staff. It was my staff training manual, how to clean, what, where to clean, with what to clean. If you're not sure about if your cleaning standard is up to standard or if they're quite high enough, because there's a big difference between cleaning and then offering a professional service. And I think that's sometimes um, where the cleaning industry struggle because every single employee I've ever had, I always ask them, so, okay, can you rate me your cleaning sort of out of one to 10? And all of them said, oh, definitely nine or 10, because everybody cleans their own homes. So they think they're really good cleaners. But then when, once they sort of done a trial clean, um, I don't think I ever had anybody over four. So um, it's, it's a matter of obviously just knowing exactly where to clean, how to clean, what materials to use, and you as business owner need to know this. So if you find yourself going to a job and then thinking, oh, well, I don't know how to clean that, and I don't know how to clean that stain, or I don't need, I'm not sure what to where to do, then um, have a look at my domestic cleaning manual. It's um, like, literally, like I say, it was developed to train my staff on how to clean properly. So the second way um, of getting commercial or office cleaning contracts, easier way, um, is sales letters. And I think I'll say this in every video, but I, I tried to do sort of like business cards and, and leaflets, and yes, they did work, but there was no consistency in actually doing that. There was no consistent um, results coming in. So basically, um, your sales letter is something that will add personality to what you're doing. Um, and it will introduce yourself more and you can get your benefits over. You can sort of get um, everything you need to say over. And I've got an example of a sales letter, which actually I'm going to cover next in next week's live a little bit more. Um, so it's literally, it's, I've started my sales letter with, have you got more chance of dying from your keyboard than a shark? Obviously specifically directed to offices. Um, and there was a big thing at the time going on in, in a newspaper, going on about that people in working offices, their actual uh, keyboards are actually dirtier than toilets because people or cleaners spend more time in sort of hygienically cleaning toilets and not enough time on hygienically cleaning telephones and keyboards because they pick up the germs all the time is on there. And if you don't kill them, then they're just gonna stay there. So that's how I started my sort of sales letter. But next week, I'm gonna go more thorough into what the sales letter should, in, should include. Um, and then a little introduction about me, and obviously I always added pictures to me because of me. If I then went and like saw them, I wanted them to know everything they needed to know about me already. I didn't want them to ask me questions like when do you work and when don't you work and what materials and what this and what that. They needed to know all of that up front. I didn't want to waste time with that. Um, 
and also I wanted them to know or who is the person that they're going to see. So when my managers went, obviously that was still me and my business. And then I would, would have introduced the manager that will go and see them so that they knew who was going to come and see them. Um, and then benefits, what we can offer them, how we can solve this problem for them, because that at the time was a big problem because it was all in the news. Benefits and then two testimonials. So this was a normal end of tenancy customer and this was a, um, an actual as a lettings agent that we worked for that we got a referral from, a, a direct, a testimonial from, sorry. Um, and then what we will promise, what we promise, and then obviously how it solves their business. And then we should just say here, obviously, if you're not receiving these benefits, call us and then please turn over more benefits, <laughs> like how we can help them. So a sales letter doesn't have to be this major big thing of, oh, I don't know what to put in it in a certain sense. Um, however, it is more important to get that personal touch over. If you can connect to them with that, that emotional sort of feelings, like they go to their office and they sit there and then they think, oh, I don't, I don't know, like well, we need a new cleaning services. But they are so afraid of trying new cleaning services because of the fact that they've probably already tried 16 or 17. It's not worked out. Why are you the 18th one going to be any better? Um, so by doing that, you make that personal connection and they're probably going to keep this a lot longer um, than they will a leaflet. It will, a leaflet can get chucked quite easily. And if they have, um, obviously current cleaners working there and you post a leaflet, guess where the leaflet's going to go? In the bin. They will never see it. So by doing sales letter, putting it in a nice bright envelope, um, sending it out to sort of customers, Google addresses, attention to office manager that's all i did in the beginning that's all i did and then just wham send them out say 50 at a time so if you get no responses from your first lot you try a different letter and then you basically send it out again and then you keep doing that until you get people to start ringing you so i mean to cut it short sales letters and do your current customers do a facebook page or you can uh, post or you can actually tell your current customers hey 10% off for the rest of the life if you refer us. Um, some conditions apply, obviously. Um, and that's the two easiest ways to get commercial customers and office customers into your business. And like I say, so much easier. Uh, you can find so much better and the quality of staff is so much better. Um, and it's easier to find staff for office cleaning um, and commercial cleaning. And then next week as well, I, uh, next week live, I will go through the sales in a bit more detail. And then whenever you then give a quote for commercial office cleaning, always remember, have your cleaning checklist ready, right? And then you will give them two different price options. And the reason for this is some people, I felt that you get the basic standard sort of office cleaning or commercial cleaning, and then you can, uh, you're upselling. So you're telling them, don't just give them oh this is what how much we charge a week i found once i started doing the checklist and the different price plans people were going for the premium plan a lot more um and they just had to choose obviously everything they wanted and then when you get to the end it's very important to give them a price cross it out and sort of say well this is now your price what it's going to be now so obviously the price you're going to give them it's a lot higher <laughs> um, then and then 
obviously you give them your normal price, but they're not going to know that that wasn't your original price. But if you say, oh, if you go to um, shoe shopping or anything else and it's 80 pounds, now reduced to 20 pounds. In your brain, you're thinking, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. It's 20 pounds, it was 80. Wow, what a saving. But actually, it, it's never been 80 pounds. It's always been 20 pounds. So start thinking in terms of that as well when you start giving your price. And also, I am starting a Facebook group which is more like a mentorship program where every month you'll spend a lot more time with me in the sense of I will actually give you my sales letter. Um, and then we're going to, well, create five different ones. Then you're going to send them out and we're gonna, you're going to wait for responses and you're going to see how that works to actually get sales leaders working in your business. Um, you've, I've got, I'm going to be there a lot more and to, to help you, to mentor you, um, to get more customers in, how to use Facebook ads. Um, and just every month there will be Facebook Live one-to-ones with everybody in the group. I'm going to keep it very, very small um, and a very concentrated group for those of you that want more customers but want to do it correctly so it happens a bit quicker. Um, and um, yeah, so 15 minutes with, with each of you live every every month to recap what you've done and your next steps. Obviously, loads of motivation because you always got to remember you're awesome and you're special um, and the universe chose you to do what you're doing now. So um, yeah, get out there and do what you need to do to get customers into your business. And it's it's what you do consistent, consistently that brings the results in. Right, so that's it for today's um, live, guys. Thank you very much for watching. If you're watching this afterwards, remember to comment down below, hashtag replay. Um, and if you haven't um, already, remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel um, and press the bell on my YouTube channel to get notifications. But that's it for this week, guys. Um, thank you very much once again. I'll see you later. And a very warm welcome to tonight's live, which is three mistakes to avoid when you're first taking staff. And this sort of will apply for every staff member you take on after that. Um, so you need to start taking on employees. If you want to, say for instance, you're earning £1,200. And all of a sudden you think, okay, so that's not enough money. Or say for instance, or oh, that's a month. Or say for instance, you want to earn £2,000 a month. And you might quite easily do that, um, just sort of working on your own. But if you want to get to the next stage of your business where you actually start taking on employees, where you then will start getting some financial freedom, you can actually start seeing your business actually grow. Um, and get to a point where you actually don't have to do the cleaning yourself anymore. Um, so these are just the, the three biggest mistakes to avoid at all cost. Um, and believe me, I think as a business owner myself of 12 years, it is very hard not to make these mistakes. But obviously you learn from experience. Um, but the thing is, if you, once again, if you don't take on that employees and you don't get to that point, then you're not going to get to that point where you can have that freedom, where you can stop cleaning yourself and literally just working on your business, that two, three, four, five, six thousand pound salary that you want, you're not going to have that. If you want that freedom and that financial freedom and you want the freedom to spend with your kids, to see them grow up, to buy that house you want, obviously taking on employees is the best way to go. 
Um, remember, even if you watch um, this live afterwards, please remember to just comment um, hashtag replay. Um, and if you at any point have got any questions, um, even after this live, if you watch it um, later, please feel free to comment down below and I'll get back to all the comments. Um, so just as a little introduction, if you don't um, know me by now, I'm Ilse Whiteman, the cleaning coach, um, and I'm the creator of the customer magnet system. Um, it's a customer journey um, to not only help you attract your ideal customer um, that will pay you what you're actually worth and not complain every five minutes, um, and then how to build that relationship to keep them for life, not to lose them, because you spend all that time and energy getting a customer, you don't want to lose them very quickly. Um, so remember, once again, comment down below where you're from, let me know, um, so I can get an idea from where you're from. Um, and right, so I'm going to sort of dig straight in, but remember to watch the, right to the end of the live to get the full benefit of all three mistakes, and at any point, comment down below. So mistake one, or the biggest mistake I think that everybody makes, is when you kind of like do your advert, you don't quite know obviously where to put it or how to put it. Um, the best way of actually doing it is try to, to think about it in a sense of there's 2,000 people out there and 1,500 of those actually work for your competitors already. So your advert needs to appeal to them. It's not just this is where the job is, this is how long it is, this is what day it is and this is what pay you're going to get. You need to write it in a way um, so you can attract your ideal worker, your ideal employee. And so it's not just, oh, okay, so I'm just going to put it out there and yeah, well, and nothing happens. And then you feel deflated. You feel, well, why is it not working? It's not working. Why is it not working? And so when you do that, you have to try different words because different words will apply to different people. It's not just creating one advert and sticking it out there. Try different ways. Sit down and think to yourself, right, so if I was in their position and I'm looking for this job or a job for certain hours and I want to work for a cleaning company, what will attract me to apply to work for that company? What will make me go, oh, I've got to work for them. I, I need to apply. What will make them desperate to work for you, not you desperate to employ? So try different words, but the wording, how you word it, and try to make it a little bit more about the, the benefit they're going to get out of working for your company. Um, and start with that and make that emotional bond because all of those other people out there that's working for your competitors if they are not happy, they are looking for somebody else to work for because they're already working for somebody else. So you need to also think about your ads spreading your seed. The same as when I talk about getting customers, it's not just doing something. You need to be proactive with getting customers. You need to be proactive when it comes to getting staff members. So you just put an, one advert out see how it goes, leave it for a couple of days, and try another one, try a different way, try a different image, add images. Try to actually even do a video and say, hi, um, Amy from Amy Cleaners, I'm looking for um, fun, enthusiastic people, and that's uh, very detailed, and 
you can just literally do a little video. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, and I know a lot of you might say, oh, but you're introducing yourself. So they can already see you're fun and you're loving and that will or might attract them even more than just cleaner, blah, 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 blah. It's a bit boring. So you need to try five different ones. If nobody replies to the first three, you know the first three adverts won't work. So you just leave it. Hi, Tali. <laughs> um, so then you need to, like I say, five, try different ones and see which one um, works and which one doesn't. And if it doesn't work, then you don't do it again. You do it the way it works, but at least then you've got that choice. Um, and just make sure that you cover a load of people. I've had actually somebody in the group that says, oh, but my post is all over Facebook and everybody knows about it. No, they don't. Only about 30 people saw it. Now, 30 people might not, even one of them might even be the person that you want to employ. So don't give up hope when you don't, nobody replies. Oh, don't give up hope. You just haven't reached the right person at the right time yet. So spreading your seed, get it all over there, put it on Gumtree. I wouldn't always necessarily um, advise to start when you first start to advertise because advertising is quite a lot of money, but you can get good people, but just different places, try Facebook groups, try on your Facebook page. But if you just put it on your Facebook page, that's not enough because your staff members, that your, or your future staff members, don't hang out on your Facebook page. You need to get it everywhere. Get your friends to share it like mad and tell them if a good employee comes from you sharing, you know, I'll give you 20 quid or something. Help me get the message out there. Um, so be very proactive as well with getting your different adverts out there and see and test and test and test and test until it works. If one doesn't work, it's because you might have just had the words wrong. Just try another one, but never give up. Test, test, test until you succeed. The right person is out there, is waiting for you. So just be there at the right time, the right place to capture them. Right, so the second mistake or the second biggest mistake is hiring because you're desperate. And you think, oh, I've got so many customers and if I don't get help tomorrow, um, that's it. I'm gonna be like, not make it. I'm gonna lose customers. I'm gonna lose money. Never ever hire desperate. Hire slow, hire fast. Take your time with the hiring process. Take your time and make sure because this person is gonna be representing your company. You're gonna say to your customers, here's a cleaner, and every single thing they do, say, the way they look, the way they smell, everything represents your company, your reputation. So you send that employee out and they stink. The, sorry, <laughs> it has happened. Your reputation is, oh, she sends out employees that stink, don't hire her. If they turn up with hair not washed for three weeks, that's what your reputation is gonna be because that, they are the face of your company when you're not there. So sit down with them, ask them questions. Remember, hire for integrity and skill and for work ethics, for who they are. If they're like this and in the interview process and you go through, that's how they're gonna work and that's how they're gonna deal with your customers. So therefore, your reputation is gonna be, they're all right, but they're very slow. Hi, Christy. <laughs> so, 
remember to take that time and to go with your gut feeling. I always went with my gut feeling because if I meet somebody and I think, oh, I don't know, they looked a bit iffy or they, you know, they literally they dragged their feet on the way to the internet, uh, sorry, internet, <laughs> on the way to the interview. And then, sorry, I mean, I just give up hope there and then because if you can't even turn up prim and proper, neat, smart, on time and prepare for an interview, you're not going to be a good cleaner, you're not going to be working very well, and you're not going to represent my company very well. And let's face it, you've got one reputation that you need to protect at all times. And that's why you need to be very, very, very strict. And there's a fine balance between we're friends and we're working for each other. You can be friendly and you can be super nice and awesome all the time, but be strict. It's just how your strictness sort of come across. You don't order them about, you just ask them nicely. And if you ask them again, twice, nicely. And by the third time you've asked nicely, they don't listen, out. It's as simple as that. So you can all of this, literally, like I say, take your time to choose the right person, and then, if they're not, don't even bother. Wait for that right person to come along. Don't hire out of this. You're so desperate because you're so afraid what's gonna happen if you don't. But if you get the wrong employee, it's gonna cost you more money. They're gonna create more work for you. So you're better off waiting. And tell your customers if they are waiting, I am waiting for the right staff member. I'm not gonna put anybody in your house. I'm not gonna put them in if they're not trained. I'm not gonna put them in if they can't represent my company in the right way. So I will rather either lose you or you wait. Um, and it's just being honest uh, with them. Remember, if you've got any questions in the meantime, comment them below, even if you watch this afterwards, um, and I will get back to all comments. Right, so the biggest mistake, number three, um, would be Dun, da, da, da. paying very low wages. Now, this is a big issue for most companies, especially if you start taking on your first employee and you're like, oh, but I haven't got the money. I can't pay them too much. I don't know what to charge my customers so I can actually pay my staff decent wages. Um, always have this in the back of your head and actually put on a sticker on your computer so you can see it every day. You you get what you pay for. If you pay for something really cheap, it's not going to last very long. And the same applies to staff. If you think paying your staff minimum wage, and believe me, there's companies out there that do, but they don't deliver the standards that you will deliver. But of course, you're different, you're awesome, and you're delivering this massively high standards, and your customers are so happy with you. And if you pay that staff minimum wage or very low wages, they're not gonna wanna work hard because the people that come with the higher wage actually have got work ethics, drive. They know how to clean. They are willing to learn. They're gonna be willing to help you with your company and grow, And but they want to be paid accordingly. That's why you get that bracket between the self-employed people and employed people. It's a very fine bracket. So, I have actually attached at the bottom of the video um, a video between sort of self-employed versus employed and, and where you should go first or how you should go first. And if you're completely, totally confused about the employee bit and how much of the employee, like there's so much to do and you feel overwhelmed, don't let any of that stop you. It, if you're afraid and you stop doing something, you're not gonna grow. You're not gonna earn that three, four, five thousand pounds a month. You're not gonna buy that car you've always wanted. Take the risk, 
there is such an amazing thing as Google. Google it if you don't know. There's experts out there that help with these things. Contact a HR company. They give normally half an hour or hour sort of first consultation for free. Find these things out and be proactive with finding out what you need to do. And yes, it's scary. It's scary for everybody when they get to the first employee or the second employee or the third. It doesn't get any easier. But don't let that fear, because they might let me down. And oh, you know, what if they do this? And what if they do that? And what if I can't cope? But you've coped so far and you've dealt with everything your business so far has thrown at you. So you are you have to believe that you're awesome and you can do this because you are what you think. And if you think you can do this, you're gonna do it. If you think you can't, guess what? You're gonna struggle and that fear is gonna keep coming in. Just cut that fear out completely and say, I am gonna do this. Make It's making me happy to do things out of my comfort zone because that's where I grow. That is taking me one step closer to that 5,000 pounds a month that I want. I want to go shopping and put everything in my trolley and not even worry about how much that costs or how much that costs. So you have to put that fear in the back of your head and just, that's it. This not fear is not going to make me stop doing what I know I'm capable of doing. But you have to remember that you have to find out what your competitors is actually paying your staff or their staff roughly. So if you put an advert out for £8 an hour and your competitors is paying £15 an hour, can you guess where your employees that you need is going to go and work? If they offer more benefits than you as a company, guess where the staff's going to go? So, so many people say, oh, I can't find good quality staff, I can't find good quality staff. There, there's so many businesses out there that already employ them. You just need to stand out, you need to inject personality and you have to keep trying and get them at the right stage. Even if you've got one of your competitors which lives next door to you, it's got 200 employees, I can guarantee you not all of them is going to be happy. Not all of them, they might enjoy cleaning and they might like the cleaning bit, but they're not going to enjoy working for that company because something's happened or they don't like the boss or whatever the case may be. And it's your job to spread your little seeds to get them interested in working for your company and what you offer to get them to come and work for you because that's what you want ultimately. You want that employees, but a lot of people not willing to do that legwork to find the right person. Find the right person with the right message, connect with them, and you will start seeing different results. But also, it's not just about putting what out, out there and like, mm -hmm. nobody's, nobody, nobody's applying. I, I don't get any employees. So it's keep trying different ways. Never, ever, ever give up. And probably once you've had your first employee, don't think, that's it, that employee, all that job's now is covered by that employee. That's it, my work's done. Because it's not, it's far from done. That's where your work starts, but don't let that put you off. Because that's where the fun starts. That's when you're going to start seeing your employees grow. You're not only helping your company grow, you're helping your employees and people grow. And um, when you then start seeing your cleaners grow, that's it, it's such a fulfilling feeling and you should be proud if you already got employees um, and they're working for you and they're happy. You have got to be proud because that's probably one of the hardest things to achieve and there's that leadership skill to actually get them to listen to you and to work for you and to do a good job.
So remember your competitors at the moment have got all your cleaners. Don't ever think there's no such thing as a quality cleaner. I can't get any quality cleaners because you just haven't found them yet. So don't give up. Try, test, 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 and try, 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 and test again and over again until you get the right person. Right, guys, so if there, um, that's it for uh, tonight's live. I don't want to go on too long. Sorry, some of you have been complaining. Um, I'm just going to answer some questions that um, Gina asked in my group before, and then we can actually, right, so, um, Tosila, hi, I'm Christy. Um, right, let's have a look. Okay, what's the easiest way to hire a contractor? Okay, the easy, okay. Right, it will always, always be easier, I would say, to hire self-employed rather than contractors. Contractors are, are more when you get another cleaning company in to come clean for you. So you literally, you've got no control over them whatsoever. You just ask them, there's that job there, can you do it for me? This is how much I'll pay you to do it. Is it okay? You agree on price and they go in and do it. You've got no control. Um, the I have, like I said, added a link at the bottom of this live video, which is um, the vlog I did about uh, the difference between self-employed and um, employed staff. And um, a lot of people feel that employees are, a lot, it's a lot more work to get it set up because you have to register as an employer, you have to pay tax and um, you have to sort of pay pension, but it's actually not that big a deal. It seems so scary, but it isn't. It's something you've just not done and it's, you just have to learn. That's it. You just have to sit down and once you've done it and a week later, you're like, what was all that fuss about? I didn't even have to worry about it. Um, I did, when I first started my cleaning company, my first five employees were self-employed. Um, people that I actually advertised specifically for self-employed people because I didn't want to try to get uh, a full-time employee in to help me um, because I grew so quickly. It was literally within the first month I needed an employee and I didn't know anything about staff. I didn't know anything about self-employed and employed. I just put the output out for self-employed people because I found the employment bit a bit daunting myself, which is why I'm now saying don't worry, because then when I did do it, it was like, what was all the fuss about? What was I afraid of, really? Um, because it's quite easy. Um, and for a very low price, you can actually get somebody to do your payroll for you, and you don't even have to worry about any of that. Um, so um, I would say the easiest way when you first start will be a self-employed person, but there are certain limitations, obviously. I employed self-employed people. Um, by the obviously HMRC guidance, they have to obviously provide their own materials, they have to book the jobs in, and they'll have to invoice you. So you haven't got to sort of let the HMRC know as such about them, but when you do your books, obviously those invoices will count um, as expenses. Um, and it's just a little bit easier, but you can still train them. I trained all my self-employed people, and I got to an agreement, obviously, I'm gonna train you so you're gonna be a better cleaner, 100% uh, better cleaner. So therefore, I'm quite willing, once you've done the training and you help me out on jobs, like, if you've got a full week and you've got an employee a full week and then all of a sudden the end of tenancy clean comes in, you're like, oh, okay, I haven't got the time. That's when you turn work away. And that's where I had self-employed people help me most was with those odd jobs. And then the student cleans August, um, hundreds of student cleans August. And then you're like, well, I need 500 staff. What am I going to do now? So I always had self-employed cleaners helping me with that. But when I got to sort of the fifth sort of 
employee, it was obviously I was paying them a lot of money as well, a lot more than normal employees. That's when I started employing. Um, and then that's when I realized there was no, it's not even a big deal at all. Um, but that was so nice then to have my staff and the, to train them and to grow with them. Um, as my company grew, they grew with us and, uh, you know, it was nice to see them evolve um, and to see them grow and become really good cleaners, obviously train them in uniform and then you control the hours they do. Um, but I think the biggest, the other biggest thing I learned is never think I've employed somebody and, oh, that job now is done and that's it. Because it, it, you have to follow up and you have to still look after them. It's not like babysitting, but you're still in the beginning stages, have to make sure they're all right, make sure, you know, the work standards, because I forget and they get knackered and they need motivation. Um, but it's all so worth it in the end. And if you want um, that big increase and that big business you want, and if you your goal is whether you want to go VAT registered or you want to earn 250000 a year, whatever your goal is, that's the best way to go. And let's just learn from your mistakes. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to hire the wrong person because that's just going to make you realize, you know, what I did wrong last time. So I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do it differently. Right, so Chrissy says, fear of everything is rock. Yes, I definitely agree there. Uh, fear stops a lot of people, and you know what? It stopped me in a lot of things. Um, so it's just put that fear right at the back of your mind and say, go away. I'm not listening to fear. Right, so um, Gina asked in the group, um, why is no one replying um, to my adverts for staff? Okay, I think that was kind of covered in the first question and it's literally just you might not be putting your, your advert out where the right staff member is and your words might not attract them. Your words might be very bland. So create five different words, sort of, I say words, five different word sets. Write your advert differently, put it in all over the place and then see which one performs best. And if that five doesn't work, create another five until your advert attracts people. Um, it's not that you're doing it wrong, it's just you need to learn um, what your people or the cleaners in your area, what they connect to for them then to want to actually apply. And remember, you have to either offer more or the same as your competitors are. If they, uh, if they offer more money, for cleaners then you need to as well otherwise you're not going to get staff and um, nobody's going to go from a higher sort of price at the company to a lower price even if they're very unhappy people tend to be very money motivated in that sense the second question was um how do i entice people to work for me when it's only a few hours a week it's part-time staff you just once again is you need to find that right person for that time there is somebody out there that's available for those hours more than one person it's just you need to connect get your adverts sowing your seeds everywhere everywhere let everybody know that you want something and then literally just spread your seeds um, and let a lot of people see your advert not 30 or 50 you need everybody to literally to see your advert. So spread your seed get your advert out as many uh, places as possible get your friends to share it um, and just like I say, you need to get it, if there's 1,000 people, say, in that area, you need to let all that 1,000 people see it, everybody. And how are you going to get to that 1,000 people? So you need to advert out and, and get friends to share it, share it again, try again. Um, so it's just you need to reach a higher audience um, with your adverts. 
All right, third question was, how can I entice staff to work covering holiday um, let's Change over once a week. It's the same sort of as principle. Is you just need to find the right person um, to cover that hours. And you don't expect to put an advert out and five minutes later go, oh, oh, I've had no replies. Oh no, it's not working. I can't get staff, that's it. Because it doesn't work like that. But just try different ways, different words, spread it everywhere and you will get eventually you will get it and it might not take a day it might not take a week it might be longer that's why it's always advisable once you have your first staff member to constantly because you've already tested that five ads with your first employee constantly be advertising be advertising constantly and if you have a website have a form on there they can apply so you're always saying we're looking for staff, we're looking for staff. And it's actually a really good thing to have this all on your marketing materials. We're always looking for enthusiastic people. Um, please apply, you know, if you want a cleaning job. So and the, you've got constantly people applying then if they're interested and your message is right. But you're spreading, say for instance, you take 100 leaflets and you spread it like around the, the neighborhood, 100 houses. That's 100 people that's going to know you're looking for staff already. And they might just one day call you at the right time and the right place saying, hey, I'm looking for a part-time evening job or I'm looking for a during the day job. Have you got anything? And you can say, well, I haven't at the, at the moment, but if you don't mind, can you know? Can I put your um, details on my uh, on our records, and I'll call you if anything becomes available? Or yes, I definitely need somebody straight away. <laughs> Please come in for an interview straight away. Right. So just about spreading your message. Right. That's it for tonight, guys. Thank you very much for joining me live. I really appreciate your time. I know it's very important. Um, if like I say, any questions. I'm uh, still available for an hour after this live to answer any more questions that come through. But that's it for tonight. Have a lovely rest of your day. See you later. 